Hello and good morning this time. Not that it really matters to you. Uh, it's episode 52 of Phil's Photography Journey podcast, Wednesday the 20th of January 2021. And this episode is called New Beginnings because, well, there are, I guess there's always new beginnings, but there's a huge one today in the United States when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris Kamala Harris will be inaugurated as uh, president and vice president of the United States after winning the 2020 election. Uh, there's been a lot of coverage about this pretty much ever since, uh, or even beforehand, uh, looking at some of the documentaries that were on recently. But uh, very, very best of luck to them both. I think they're going to make a great team. Uh, some of the nominations for jobs in the uh, government look really impressive clear clear diversity program uh and i'm sure obviously pick, he's picked the best candidates with all that so it's like the perfect blend so yeah great uh, let's have let's hope it's a really good ceremony um president trump will not be there but mike pence will with his first vice president first lady second lady is it second? well i guess it's i don't know whatever it is um but yes, so good luck, and uh, let's hope now that the um, the healing can start. I think there's probably been a, a worldwide sigh of relief being breathed. I think there's going to be some good responsibility taken in terms of dealing with COVID, uh, which has blighted the world. And, you know, we're, we're starting to see some mixture. We've got some horrible numbers in the UK. We're about the worst, I think, for death numbers. And I know some of them were delayed because of the uh, registrations not being possible over the, the Christmas and New Year period. But it was the, the highest number ever uh, for the UK of 1,600 uh, deaths approximately yesterday. So really bad. I mean, America's hit 400,000. And I think possibly within a month that might be up to 500,000. So um, the only shining light is that I guess from an American perspective that, that Joe is going to take it seriously and put a lot of money and effort into it, taking more control over how the vaccines get distribu distributed and obviously helping, I guess, to make sure that the the best level of care is provided. Um, in the UK, the vaccines are doing well. I mean, that's one kind of success story. Although Sue did read a report yesterday that Israel have done some uh, more extensive analysis of this uh large gap going from you know an initial three weeks to 12 weeks that it, it does re reduce the effect effectiveness of the vaccine i um i haven't read that but i've no reason to dispute it uh, these things only really reach proper news sources if they've gone through checking and double checking and um you know let, let's be positive and hope that we're all going to be uh managed out of this in the best possible way and then we can all get on with our lives and see something like a return to a a newish normal. I mean, it's going to happen this year, but I guess it may be a bit later. So one of the things that was, uh, I, I always have this uh, panic, I suppose, and it was one of the things that was towards the end of the uh, podcast last week was when I was setting out my plan for the week. And uh, it was Thursday morning where we had scheduled the delivery of the new sofa, the collection of the old sofa and groceries. Well, the groceries are fine, really. So uh, the window delivery window was 6.45 to 10.45 and sure enough at 6.35 I had a call from the delivery guy and they arrived at about 7.15 and came in um, 
the windows were open we were all masked up and I'd cleaned the place before and after and uh, all was great lovely new sofa really really nice so that's all in place now and uh, we're very pleased so that that was in that was good and then the I think the groceries came about quarter to nine and I started to feel a bit more relaxed then because I knew that the sofa collection wasn't going to be until about nine-ish, nine to 9.30 at best, depending on traffic. They were coming from Ealing in West London. And uh, yeah, groceries were fine. I think he appreciated that I took them in under the shelter of our carport. So uh, that might be something I'll do again when it's raining, which is quite a lot. And then about 9.30, uh, the, the guy who bought the sofa and his nephew turned up and found the drive, loaded it up fairly easily. Again, ventilation, masks and cleaning afterwards, so it was all good. And um, and we could then kind of just put everything back and uh, enjoy our new furnishings. And it, it, was, a, it was a long old day Thursday um, because I was up so early plus panicking I suppose I didn't sleep that well uh, but we got there and everything's in and uh, we're very happy so always good that those things work out uh, most people who I tell these things to say why do you panic just don't worry it'll work itself out but anyway it did I didn't panic unduly so um, very pleased with that so back to work stuff uh, I on Saturday morning, uh, there was a guy that subscribed to my channel and then started to have some message interactions, which is nice. Uh, he's a kind of local transport fan, I suppose, and he must have picked up on the title of my one of my videos. And um, and then I had a, another one or two subscribers in within the next day or so. So I think maybe more people look at YouTube at the weekend. My Croydon video numbers are going up nicely. Um, and... Uh, it's always good to get a bit of engagement as well just to have a chat you know uh, and be positive about what we're doing so uh, I thought well actually I should do a proper channel trailer the last one I had was headshot related and obviously I'm moving away from that so uh, I I just developed one and what I did was to I mean, it was a bit fiddly really because obviously I, it, it's a trailer for the video content that's on my library on YouTube so I made sure that I would only use clips obviously that had gone on to um, on the videos so I went through to pick elements of them and did a bit of a stitching together and I made it 30 seconds long so that and there was an opening slide and then a few clips from Europe and America and Croydon uh, and then a request to subscribe at the end and it kind of when the, I think this is something YouTube does when you actually set it as a trailer um, I mean it's just a normal video but you set it as a trailer and it's shown to people who haven't subscribed so the idea is that they would it would play as a kind of ad um, and at the end of it it sort of stays on the subscription link option so it's just kind of presented in the middle of the screen and if someone having seen the trailer or just wanted us to subscribe anyway they just had to click the link and subscribe as you would anyway on uh, on youtube so that that was cool and the idea is once you subscribe you don't see the video again it's just kind of there but you know you don't see it unless you wanted to so i don't think this is um something you just kind of leave and move on i think the idea is you keep it fresh um there should always be something there but you know i'll probably look at uh, amending the wording keeping the wording up to date and then every few months or so do a an update to the actual content or just just change the ad you know i'll film some other footage get that on there and just uh, keep keep the momentum going so i was pleased to at least get that out there and it's had 
had a reasonable number of views now and as you had a look today I think 7% click through so people are either clicking on other content or at least staying within the site which is part of what uh, what you look, at, look to achieve with these things and uh, when I was doing that actually initially I was going to <coughs> excuse me I was going to use um, a time lapse that I did when we were in Lisbon no Porto in Portugal and I did I did a a sunrise time lapse and a sunset so this is the advantage of going away to Europe in September you get those times of the day and they're at sensible times um because of the length of the day then and so I did that and I thought oh that'd be great because I could kind of start the trailer with a sunrise and then end the sequence with a sunset unfortunately I'd never actually put those on YouTube so I then thought actually what happened to that footage so this was the first time we did any form of video when we went away so it was September 2017 and I remember that we actually took quite a bit of GoPro stuff but it was very well like anyone who's just got a GoPro and goes out there and uh, records stuff is not necessarily steady and it may not be interesting but I've set myself a challenge can I stitch together a video no stills no, I mean, there is some commentary on there, but it's wind muffled and things sometimes are not wind muffled. It's just wind affected uh, where it's a bit blowy. And um, yeah, I, I think it, it might be possible to create something. So I'll, I'll see what I can do internally. And it might be a bit of a throwaway. But, you know, if there's something that, that gives a flavour for for where we went in Lisbon and Porto. So there's what what I didn't do then, which again, I some people might do naturally others not but you should always have an establishing scene where are you what's going on um didn't really do that so there was somewhere we just kind of we'd arrived at wherever we were we were going to arrive via a bus or walk or whatever then then got the gopro out and started to film anything uh so uh it it lacks a bit from that but anyway i'm, I'm not going to do it down too much i'm going to in terms of what i know from editing do the best that i can and uh, see what I can come up with. I think one of the only advantages is that it was recorded in a reasonably fast frame rate, 60 frames per second. Again, for some reason, that's probably a GoPro default, which does mean that I can kind of slow things down a bit if I needed to, excuse me. So, question, challenge, can I create something with what we recorded in uh, Lisbon and Porto 2017? And the other nice thing, we did do a... We, we, can, we went from one to the other via train a brilliant train service over 200 kilometres an hour um, smooth as anything so we, they got a bit of footage there so we'll see how that goes okay so what else have, been, have I been doing well I've been doing some work on my new camera um, now one of the things I this is the Sony HXR-NX80 professional camcorder uh, I um, getting to learn how it all works and that's been fun and one of the things that I found out before I'd got it actually was that some people have reported an audio problem just like a an annoying buzz that wasn't really affected by turning up and down the recording level and stuff like that and I think the fix was to send it away to Sony and they did a free repair so I was kind of anxious that I'd get my camera and might suffer from the same but I did some testing the other day I used the mic that came with it which is an older version, but very good, actually. Sony's own mic. I did my Sennheiser MKE 600, and I did my Sennheiser MKE 2 with the AVX, so that's the lav mic, radio lav. Um, and it was great to just 
like wander around the house. So the focus was picking up where I would come into shop, but I was obviously the rate, the, the wireless lab is top professional quality gear. So it's going to work anyway, but I was really pleased to, um, to be able to test that out and prove that a, it was very effective. Um, and, and B, that it all worked. I didn't have a buzz, and hopefully that will be the case going forward. It won't just develop it. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's a good solid connection, XLR connection to the camera. And um, I think, to be honest, if I was doing a, a simple piece to camera or uh, even an interview, and I positioned the camera fairly close to the subject, so like a kind of full, you know, close-up, uh, I think the mic would would be able to pick it up pretty well if the room was not too um, echoey. And, uh, you know, I mean, generally it's all about getting the microphone as close as possible to the speaker, but I think it would do a good job, actually, the on-camera mic, which I, I never thought I would say that. But, uh, again, it's about proxi proximity, um, but I think that, that could work well. So the other thing I, I did yesterday was had a bit of a firmware day. So I'd had emails from Nikon and Atomos um, back in December, I think, saying that there was a firmware change. Didn't really affect what I used them for, um, but it was one of those where, yeah, I'll get around to that one day. So anyway, did, did the Nikon firmware, fine, no problem. Did the Atomos, fine, no problem. And then came the Sony. So I went through, and the first time I'd done it, and... Um, it was it was a bit clunky, but I kind of got there, did the download, ran the file, and it prompts you through like a wizard to say, you know, do this, do this, switch this on, switch that on, connect this, connect that. Actually, there's not as many steps as that, but you get the idea. And it kept saying, update failed, update failed. I thought, oh. so Google, probably something I could have done before, but anyway, onto Google, and it said, beware. And this was from back in June, July time. Uh, beware. Um, Sony are notoriously late at developing what is necessary to allow a firmware change when there's been a new operating system upgrade. So I purposely didn't upgrade to Mac OS Big Sur, which is the latest version for Mac, um, when it came out because I knew that Capture One wouldn't be supported and I rely on Capture One for my photo editing and tethering and stuff. So I hung on, hung on, hung on, and eventually they said, good news, we've released the new version of Capture One, and it's good good to go with Big Sur. I think I might have even still waited, or that, or that, or that there was a patch update anyway with with the fact that time had moved on to Big Sur, so it was 11.0.1 or 2. Um, but all was fine. Of course, at that point, I did not know that I was going to purchase a Sony camera, and therefore, why would I go bother and bother looking up... Um, Sorry, that noise is me trying to sort out my impromptu. It's not really a sound deadening thing at all, uh, but anyway, free ambient sound. Uh, stop now. So yes, um, I didn't know Sony had this problem, and um, yeah, of course you go onto the forums and it's ah yes, Sony are notoriously late for developing their capability, and I hear you say possibly, why would this not be something that's sorted out in the early beta releases of the operating system. Well, uh, again, I don't know the full technical reasons why, but the gist is the elements of the operating system that would be affected by a firmware update are never part of a beta release. It's something that has to be done after the fact. And I won't blind you with science because I've not even really delved into it too much myself, but that's the headline. So 
that probably explains why Capture One wait for Mac OS Big Sur to come out so that they know they've got a capability that works with the latest released version. Uh, but also they could do, well, they don't do firmware, but you know, they could do updates uh, as necessary. So I, um, I contacted Sony and initially they said, oh, you need to speak to the retailer. And I think there was some to in and fro in a couple of times because I said, uh, I don't need to speak to the retailer. They won't know anything at all about why Mac OS Big Sur firmware updating capability has not been developed yet by Sony's engineers. So I kind of put that in an email and eventually they, they sent me a link to uh, register a Sony professional, uh, what do you call it? A ticket, I suppose, a support ticket with their desk. I mean, I, you know, what are they going to come back to me? Probably with a generic answer saying, don't worry, this is all in hand, it'll get sorted. Uh, I really genuinely am expecting that. But um, it's frustrating because I, I didn't know beforehand. <clears throat> I mean, it hasn't stopped me, excuse me, <clears throat> um, it hasn't stopped me from doing what I need to do. It's just there was some functionality that went in on firmware version 1.0.1, which allowed for live streaming, should I wish to do that. And that is something that could be possible on a, uh, a lockdown situation. Uh, but they've done some other changes. Um, so they're up to software version 2, and my camera's still on 1.0.0, which is what you get when you buy the camera, uh, i.e. when it was released originally new a couple of years ago or whatever. So... A little frustrating, I've learnt now, and, um, you know, hopefully wiser after that. Yeah, so, a uh, couple of purchases uh, have been going on. So, I bought a book on filmmaking. It's what they don't teach at film school. It's very wordy. The last book had a lot of diagrams in it and little call-out boxes and things. Um, but this one is, we've got very good reviews, so I thought, well, I'll buy it. It's only a paperback. So I shall be thumbing through that. So I guess some of it may not apply too much because it might be about how you seek funding for movies. I'm not planning to do any of that at this stage, but um, I'll have a read. And also I bought a storyboard book. So you can do all this online, but I kind of wanted to just sketch out my shots. Uh, I'm, I'm not the best artist and it'll be pin figures and things like that. Um, but it will at least help me to, uh, well, I guess I'll learn how to do it, but it'll help me to plan because you basically, you visualize a scene and a shot and then you have a window, like a screen size that you would sketch out your little picture of what's going to go on in that shot. And then you have, uh, quite a few lines of where you would put the text and make your own notes. So I'm looking forward to actually plan out my shots. Um, based on that, I think it will help my discipline and it was something that was recommended in the, um, shooting videos that don't suck book that I read uh, by Steve Stockman. So so that's something to be working on. Look forward to that. Sitting back in our chairs, new chairs, and uh, putting my feet up and doing some sketching. Um, one other thing that I did in that very posture um, in, well, yesterday was probably the most dedicated I've been, but I've done a bit of it on and off for the last month or so, and that's to look up what new car to buy. So I'm going to buy a plug-in electric hybrid vehicle, plug-in hybrid electric vehicle even, FEV, P-H-E-V. Um, I've made that decision because I think it suits my car usage. So I think the furthest journey is Matt and Jade in Rygate, which is, what, 10 miles or so away. So I need something with a reasonable electric-only range. Other than that, I take mum to the doctors once a week. Um, obviously, when there's no lockdown, I play golf. That's only a mile. So I think, you know, I'm really set up for that kind of setup. 
<laughs> set up for that kind of set up for that kind of vehicle. And yesterday I thought, well, this it's all very well and good me just dipping in and out of car websites and what car and all those those great uh, resources. I need a spreadsheet, so went in, put put the spreadsheet together, which was on make, model, and variant. It was the key thing to, for, for me. The first item I put in there was the electric or battery range, electric vehicle range. Um, then it was things like boot size, so fit the golf clubs in and as much as you can carry if you're going away. And then it was just other things like the height of the vehicle. I like quite a high vehicle. It's what we got used to with our current BMW X3. Uh, 0-62 speed, uh, engine size, and a few other bits and pieces. Um, the bonus is really what, what you might get as standard and what you might need to purchase. And so I was put, looking through these and then um, crossing them off as I went. So I looked at the Mercedes, the, the Toyota RAV4 hybrid, which is due to come out soon. Uh, the pricing of that was just almost double uh, what I was looking to pay. So that was just crazy. So I've kind of didn't even, that didn't even make the spreadsheet. Um, but I've decided to look at the Land Rover Evoque, um, which I think is the, is it the 300E model or something? But anyway, they only do one plug-in electric, plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, probably the SE range. Uh, and of course, when, when COVID allows, when the pandemic allows, I'll be able to go to uh, a, um, a dealer and uh, well, Sue and I will do and we can look at the actual colours uh, you know paintwork colours and specs and sit in the vehicle hopefully get a test drive but it was good to at least make some progress and to know that I'm pretty certain that's the vehicle I'm going to get so never owned one before but say so the spec does look good you know there is no such thing as a perfect car there's always things that in these reviews people like and don't like um, but you have to say well what's the most important for you and you know I, I love Apple CarPlay this this has that as standard um, but also I got really used to over the two BMWs that I've had of the um, 360 degree monitor so it almost looks like there's there's a camera hovering above your car and it's brilliant for, for parking and, and that kind of thing so even if you you know got parking sensors it's, it's a good addition so uh, that I think is also standard on the um, on the Evoque range. So I hope that I can get a really good deal uh, for the purchase because it might be that these guys need some business. So uh, we will negotiate, I'm sure. And I think the way the leasing works, I've been doing it through Hitachi before, but it looks like the best deals are actually with Harwoods, which is one of the main Land Rover dealers, one of, it, one of which there is in Croydon. So... Uh, it could work out quite nicely to, to go along and sort out the vehicle from there. And then middle of May, when my lease finishes on my current car, I'll just car, I will just hand it back. So uh, I, I'm, I've enjoyed doing that research, actually, because it was productive yesterday. And uh, that followed with the inevitable YouTube videos to um, to see what, uh, what the actual reviewers have to say and get a much better idea. But no, so it's a really nice-looking car. And... Um, Barring any issues, it's going to be the one I think we're going to go for for 2021. So I will wrap up there uh, and we'll get some jobs done out this morning. Take my mum to the doctors at lunchtime and then settle in and watch the inauguration this afternoon, which is going to be covered on one of the main channels and probably all the news channels. But uh, please look after yourself. Continue to stay safe. This has been Phil's Photography Journey Podcast, episode 52. 
and I will speak to you again next week. Thank you.